box, although. All right. I, you know what? Do you want to do it? What are you doing? Who, are you getting new? We're in a new place. What are you doing? Are you worried? I'm get, I'm not can I start new. a show while you mess with your microphone? Yeah, you can start, I can a, start show. a show. Okay. I'm going to try not to oh, mess with oh, my Oh, it's mind. really low. Here we go. I think it's okay that it's low, don't you? No, it's not. You love it when you, you it's so loud. Is this what you listen to when you go to bed at night? <laughs> <laughs> not the show, just this just song. Just this song, yeah. Actually, what I... Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. Oh, there we go. Um, what I do is I listen. I have uh, I have my iPod. My jeez, oh, I don't even know how to say this. I was going to say that I just have the beginning of the show play, and then it moves on to the next show. So I just listen to. So this you part. actually listen to the show? No. Have you ever listened to an episode? I have. Have I've you li- gone on i? But have you actually gone onto iTunes? Not listened to like? Well, yeah, no. I guess you would have to because no, I, I listened on SoundCloud. Okay, so whatever, all things Comedy Network, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever it is, but you've actually listened on one of the... um, Does this sound like we're doing an infomercial for like... No, I was just curious because I don't... Uh I... But I also don't listen to my own stand-up. I, I don't listen to the things that I record. I move on with my life. I listen... I, I mean, I listen to my own stand-up if it's... If I'm... If I... If you're naked in the shower? Well, no, but if I remember, like, I record it because if you say something off the cuff or whatever, you fit two jokes oh, that, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that happens... you don't happens, to comedy album, Testicular Fantastic. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Is it, no, no, it no. Fantastic Testicular? Fantasticular Hilaritation. Hilaritation, same. Available on iTunes and Amazon.com. Now it's an infomercial. Now it is an infomercial. Hi. If you like comedy from the early 2000s... <laughs> How long ago was that? Freedom Comedy Man. No, it wasn't, wasn't even that long ago. No, it was 2011 that, long, that came out. But yeah. it's it's time for a new one. It is. Yeah, I, I think okay. I'm gonna uh, try to record a new CD. I believe Jen Murphy just recently. Jen Murphy did just put out a orally challenged. I think it's called. But I'm confused because I I saw I don't have to ask her about this, but I saw on her and if you can find it, you should listen to it. But I saw on her Facebook page that she had promoted that she had it. But then when I clicked on the link, I thought it was one of those ones, you know, when you go to iTunes, you can kind of sample, but it didn't do that. It told, it told me I needed an iTunes, uh, like a radio account in order to listen to it. So I was confused. I have to, we'll have to talk to her and find out uh, how you, we should actually have her back on. No, never do that again. But my (laughs) point is we should, we should at least find out and help promote her her a chance to be on the show. (laughs) But no, seriously guys, if, and, and if you. I mean, if you do listen to this show, then you've heard Jen, but she is super funny. Like, she's... What what happened to the bottom of your cup? Did that stay in your car? Oh, I guess <laughs> it must have stuck to the bottom of that. Oh, my God. It's it's there. Relax. Your travel mug is safe. It's, I mean, I got, I'm lent, lent Brian a travel mug, and now he's... he's it's from the comic, the comic, the Michael, <laughs> Michael Costa comic breakfast uh, coffee cup, so it, it means a lot to you. No, Don't worry no, about it. It's no, it's stuck big. in my car. I'll tell you what it means to me. It means $1.25 cup of coffee. Oh. And, uh, versus? Versus, like, the $2 or whatever you How much did you pay you... for the cup? Well, no, you pay you pay the regular price the first time, and then it's dollar twenty five to refill. How much did you pay? You didn't get the cup for free. No, I know it How costs the same as cup? if you got a regular cup uh, of coffee. It's like two something, and then you can get a. It's a great deal. I don't know. We'll see. How, now, how many it? infomercials are we going to do up front here? Noah's Bagels, guys. It's Noah's Bagels. Jen Murphy, Fantascular ha- But seriously, I meant to before I got I got sidetracked by the cup. You guys, if you haven't listened to Jen's comedy. I know you've heard her on the show, but she's very funny. Yeah, absolutely. You should definitely, she's uh, on the rise. Speaking of cups, let's go to the Cubs. So tonight there's a speaking game. Speaking of cups, wear them. And, the, and yeah, you know, the, you can't get my kids at their age. They refuse to wear them. What? Really? But I, you know, when I was that I was age, so I didn't want to. No, yeah, you, there's fear. And then there's like, it's weird, right? 
I don't know. And man. then it's, it's also it just dick. it also feels yeah yeah yeah. But for them, they don't know what the purpose of it is other than going pee pee. Well, they know they don't want pee-pee it to get smashed with a fastball or hit with a bat. But they're well, didn't you see that research about that the average male or the, that males uh, brains don't develop until the age of twenty five? So that most of the decisions <laughs> oh it makes God. sense for all the is decisions really you make in your thing? life. Yes. So you have to understand. <laughs> cut that in half and think about what they're thinking about at their age. Of course, they're not making smart decisions. The male brain doesn't <laughs> mature until develop. 25? Right, until the age of 25. Well, then what is everyone, why was everyone such a, getting all down on me for being such an idiot? Well, they didn't have the research back then, but now it's all starting to make sense, is my point. So just remember Germany. So right, doesn't so that, my, right, remember Germany, that happened before I was 25, but also saying, there are people that got married before they were 25. Well, and probably a lot of them are not married anymore. That's, that's a I'm good saying. point, too. One of those people may be in this room next to you. All right, so my point is. Aaron, are you divorced? <laughs> Just kidding, it's um, not funny. He just showed me a ring, dude. He's yeah. it's not cool. Don't just don't, married. Don't you got married? You just got married too? August twenty seventh. Oh, uh, congrat! Well. Right, congrats, fantiscular relations, right, dude. All right, that, congratulations. That's my last plug. Sorry, congratulations. my last plug for your CD. We recapped. I know you don't listen to the shows. You, uh, John, know, just got married for some reason. Yeah. Mentioned did uh, you a couple do, times already. Did you um, take a John? Did you hold on? Because I want to ask you about your right, marriage. I don't know why don't I'm poking you. Touch me. But um, did you take a honeymoon immediately following your wedding? No. Mm. And John did not either. Now, why is that, guys? It's too much to plan all at once. That's the thing. You, you plan a wedding. Where did you, where did you guys, did you get married here or did you yeah. have to go somewhere? You yeah. got married here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So we had to even go somewhere. We had to, like, get a van, pack it with stuff. So, like, coming back, we were like, we can't just go on a honeymoon right now. That would be too much. So when, So do either one of you have a future honeymoon planned? Yeah, me and Aaron are going to go uh, parasailing <laughs> while the ladies go shopping because <laughs> it's right. the 50s. Yeah, exactly. So um, do you, was there a discussion about uh, an eventual honeymoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay. And is there a place picked out Of course out or there no? was, right? Of course there was discussion. Like you're like, oh, no, let's no, no, just no, see no. if I can skim going, over that. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. So oh. answer the questions as they are asked. Oh, do you have sorry. a specific place Detective. planned? Yes. Where? Uh, probably England, Paris, and Italy. And approximately when? Uh, the year anniversary. Okay, John? Uh, Spain, possibly Italy, and in the spring. Okay, now are either one of you having sex currently? Yes. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> so we with never John. had our honeymoon because within less than a year we had a child. So uh, we had the postponed oh. honeymoon, and unfortunately we had an antibiotic baby. For those who don't know what an antibiotic baby is, is um, antibiotics um, uh, trump the pill. So um, if you don't like if, like if if you get sick, your wife gets sick or whatever, the point is that um, specifically your wife, the pill will no longer. There's a, like a window, like even you feel healthy and you think everything's okay. John, why are you getting a weird look on your face? No, no, go ahead. So, okay, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> my point is that's kind of a it's it's not a sore spot because obviously we love our child. It's not about that, but we never took our official honeymoon because right out of the box we became. <laughs> full-time parents. So I just want to let news. you guys know, I'm just trying to help now, out here a th- little Here's bit. the deal, everybody who's listening, and just so you know, it's it's October. This is the Halloween special, apparently. Brian is going to try to scare everybody. <laughs> like I am you, wearing a costume. If you if you take, yeah, what, what is it? And by the way, just so everybody also understands, we are we are actually, we, we finally left my basement. Oh yeah, we're in the studio. That's, we, are, we are legit. We are you, straight up legit right now. We are in the All Things Comedy studio. Can you imagine if we made you come to the um, basement every week? I don't think he People would take asked. up on that invite. Really? Yeah. Oh, just because they couldn't work their equipment and stuff? Yeah. 
I get it. Brian does all that. If it was just me, you would have to come to my house, or I'd have Glad to come you to your place. Up or the come. So the um, <laughs> John's mom. If it was just me, going. you'd have so to come. So anyway, to my house. So is your mom. Um, thank you, Aaron, for answering that question. Just look. There's a pretty good chance neither one of you guys are going to have kids on accident. I just wanted my to throw that sick out there this morning. So I do need. I do need this information. Oh <laughs> uh, god. Uh, hey, keep having fun and stay safe, America. My point is. Um, your mom, uh, from what I understand, because I've been late on posting shows, your mom has a specific way that she listens to the shows, right? And I, and I miss that. She exercises well, with it? Well, what does, happens is... That she, she, she mall I've, walks? I've now, no, she doesn't mall walk. She goes to the gym. She goes okay. to the gym. Right. She gets on a treadmill. Okay. Uh, and she gets them, she subscribes to the show. Uh-huh. But they used to download on Wednesdays. Yeah, when we said they would. When I, when and I, then so when she's going to the gym Wednesday afternoon, oh, she's okay. used to having. She only goes once a week. She, no, she okay. goes a couple times a week. But like, can I can I can I make it in time for the next one? Well, uh, we'll see if she's even listening anymore. I mean, she might. <laughs> that was just, it. That uh, was just, the. I mean, she might have moved on to a podcast that comes out uh, more scheduled. You know what I mean? Like with a. I mean, I don't know how it, how it throws off the. Listeners that we we have, I mean, you guys are loyal. We appreciate that. Um, I think people listen in all different ways. I think I I know that there are a lot of people who drive a lot and they connect their phones to their cars and they uh, they listen that way, which yeah. is actually a great time killer. Now it sounds like we're I, doing an ad for podcasts. No, I'm just I, no, it's for truckers. My headphones, point is, huh? you could listen that way on headphones. <laughs> um, you could listen just like put your phone on speaker and play that. You could do that. It's like 9,000 ways we bubblegum shrimp you on how to listen to podcasts. Bubblegum shrimp us, yes. Uh, so anyway, so back to the Cubs thing. Yes. So tonight, uh, they're, I'm a Packers fan, as you know, and we don't talk about football because you are so you get so violently angry about it, it's not even fun to talk about. But my point is, there's a Packer game and a Cubs game, and I just learned that my TV has split screen on it. Ooh. And I always thought that you had to have two different receivers in order for picture-in-picture to work. It turns out you do not. You, oh. As long as as long as long the picture-in-picture picture service actually comes through DirecTV, so I'm stoked, right? So I'm able to go side-by-side. Side. I might project it onto the big screen so that I'm getting full on both, right? But the thing is, it's also an event at my kid's school. And I said to him this morning, when I was dropping him off. I'm like, Dad's not going to your thing tonight. And he, he goes, I know. I go, your mom's going to go. So it's all good there, right, buddy? We're good here. Because I, I had a parental guilt of like, I'm choosing my sporting events over giving a shit about You're anything. choosing one night of sporting event. Thank you. Like, Thank you, you for being on you, my side. You guy could without be, children. You could be the dad who's like every Sunday is like, shut up, I'm watching football. I don't say shut up, but I do say I'm watching football. But also you're like, Cubs playing. are playing tonight, I have to go coach a football game with my kids. I like, did that two nights in a row. Do you know what I, I mean? Both like, the last two games I did miss for football. Which, yeah, dude, my kids. last night's game, I mean, Aaron, don't get you can't get mad just because. Why would Aaron be mad first off? Because he's a Cardinals fan. Guys, I don't. Oh, know. oh, oh do come we, on! Do we know? Does do people That's know you? That's baseball royalty. Yeah, yeah. How do how do yeah? People know Aaron, right? You guys know Aaron. He's he's the he's the in house. Tell guy. me who we know, and don't tell them. Who he's they the GE Smith. Like when you would see a band play in the seventies, <laughs> GE Smith would be the guitarist when when everyone else would fall down. Aaron is the GE Smith of the All Things Comedy Network. So Aaron, I I, I have split um, not split loyalties, but split appreciation because I grew up in Illinois, so I was raised a Cubs fan. Then I moved to Wisconsin, so back then the Brewers were in the American League, and then I became a Packers fan. But my point is, Cardinals. I'm not whether I'm a Brewers fan or a Cubs fan. I was never a fan of the Cardinals because yeah. obviously they're heartbreakers to both teams. Mm -hmm. But they're also baseball baseball royalty. You yep. you're pretty lucky in the fact that they're they're a really good organization and they win they win a fair amount. Yeah, so yeah. you can't be mad when a team finally may have a chance to win if you're not in it, right? 
let's put it this way. I was in Thailand in December when they signed Jason Hayward, and the only person yelling fuck louder in, in English was probably some guy getting nailed by a getting boy. Getting fucked. Oh, but, good. But yeah, I was yelling. But do you think that ended up being the, gr- the greatest thing yeah, for the Yeah, you saw what Hayward's done for us so far. I mean, I, it's pretty fun. But now what about Lackey? Eh. Okay. He was never ours, you know. He was just. A, but see, Hayward was only there for one season. Yeah, how can you? What's know, the difference? But, but Hayward's younger. He has time to resign. Yeah, Blackie's done. Know, yeah, maybe got another year. Or yeah. Well, look. The only reason that I used to like I came to terms with the fact that <clears throat> my anger towards the St. Louis Cardinals came when I realized. Joaquin Andohar. What? Aaron, you're probably too young for Joaquin <coughs> Andohar, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. Okay. Sorry about well, that. I was going to say... Congra- is- actually, congratulations for being young. Congrats. Go ahead, John. Continue. <laughs> I was going to say that when you look at how many World Series they've won as an organization... 11. Right. <laughs> you, you see how those teams have come about, and for the most part, those teams came up together. They were grown through the St. Louis system, and I was always very jealous that that was how they were doing well. Like, the Cubs would go out and spend a lot of money on, like, one player. And you'd be like, dude, this guy, like, Alfonso Soriano, is not going to carry us to the playoffs. Uh. Like, one guy is not going to do that. He's skipping around the outfield. He's gone, right? Yeah, he's, dude, yeah, he's long. No, uh, yeah, he, I think he's probably done now at this point. Yeah, but, but my point was I was always jealous about how the Cardinals played baseball and how they grew their players, and I always thought that was always great. And now I think... That's exactly what the Cubs are doing. Like these guys are coming up together. They're playing as a, as a one unit, so to speak. I do think that it's good that uh, it's better for uh, fans. Uh, there's a, it's a great rivalry, the Cubs versus Cardinals, and it, it's it is you, you yeah. want to see both of them be competitive. It's not fun to see a team completely down in the dumps because it's not fun. No, I tell you this, I would have rather the Cubs had to go through St. Louis. Do you know what I mean? Like just it, it, in the off chance that they could have won that, I would have rather had that happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they, yeah. Just but it's like know. like Boston. If the if the Boston goes right, but so are the Giants. I mean, my God, they're terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and when you think about like. How satisfying is it that Boston, when they got their first World Series, they went through New York? Do you know what I mean? They they didn't. Yeah. It yes, wasn't like New yes. York was so out of it. And then us. Yeah. Yeah. Five wins. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but again, you know, again, as an example, though, um, you know, uh, uh, a couple years ago when the Brewers, for like a second, were good, you know, again, they they had they have a, a, a secondary rivalry with uh, the Cardinals, and they ended up losing to the Cardinals, and it was kind of one of those things that they, it, it it kind of felt like a a rite of passage. You got to go through a certain team that has dominated you and that has seen more success yeah. than you. Yeah. I agree. It's like it, the the Giants do have some history with the Cubs from back in the in the 80s where the, the Giants were better than back then. And well. actually actually and, and, and back and in the, the 1920s too. Well, I, there was like, for all of us here in this room at least finally there's guys. a decade that I can't refer to that both of you Oh, the 20s, about, they were great, dude. The roaring Oh 20s. man, they roared. There was flappers. That comedy club still was around in the twenties. Flappers. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. My point is, I will not be hanging out with my kid at school tonight. Right now, they've won. They've won the one game they needed to send the series back to Chicago. Yeah, I don't want to date this episode too much, uh, but the point is, oh, okay, yes, this sorry. is. But Cub, no, 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 Cubs what I'm saying win, is, everybody. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I did. You know, funny is last show we talked we'll about it. Two, where the Cubs win everything or where they lose everything. I can't remember if it was last episode or two episodes. I realized afterwards, especially after the Cubs lost two games in a row, how bloatedly arrogant you and I were. We're like, well, you know, if the Cubs were to win in LA, I think the LA fans exactly. would be totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And, then and then all, then all of a sudden, sudden you start seeing oh, going if the, the Cubs other way. Can't win game two at home. <laughs> maybe they're totally fucked. As a Cardinals fan uh, who is 
been there when they've when they've uh, beaten the Dodgers and Kershaw in particular. Yeah, uh, they are not gracious about losing. They're not. So there was our second. My second fear was that I we yeah, had talked about bringing our is, kids to the game. This is honest. Because yeah. here's the thing: um, <clears throat> if you want really really good seats, whether it's a regular season game or the playoffs, you have to pay through the nose. Yep. And you will get gracious people on both sides. Everybody just kind of leaves everybody alone for the most part. But I have sat further and further and further back, and the language gets more and more foul. And the thing is, for me as an adult, I honestly don't care. But Your there's kids a, there's have heard certain, worse at school. Well, but then there's ways it's used and how it's said yeah. to people and stuff like that they haven't heard yet. Boner, finger, so at that toucher. Point, at that point, we made a conscious decision. We will not be going to any playoff games because the only seats we could afford... There is a chance, not a guarantee, but there is a chance that the kids could hear things that they shouldn't hear. And it also takes away the fun. Like if I want to wear an opposite team's hat to a stadium like that, it, it could it could end badly. Right. Also, that's just the reality of it. I don't wear my hat. Yeah. But that's it's sad. Red like a beacon. But that's sad. Yeah. That you can't and you can't do that. I don't care about ju- like like a little nudge here, like ah you. No, I, I, <laughs> dude, I I like that's that. okay. I enjoy that. Like if, if you're a Dodger fan, I'm sitting down next to you, or even a Cardinal fan. We're at the game. Like, I mean, I don't think I've been to. I've probably never been to, or not for a very long time, been to a Cubs Cardinals at Wrigley, right? But I. I've never seen. You don't hear about oh, you know, Cubs fan <laughs> beaten senseless at Bush Stadium. No. You know, you just don't hear about that shit. You might, and, and all it's going to be in the parking lot is a little bit like, yeah, fuck you, ha ha, blah, uh, Budweiser, and then everyone goes home. You know what I mean? It's not going to be. So it always finishes with Budweiser. Is that the thing when in, they say at Bush something? Stadium? And they, then end, they end with old the, style. They end with the name Budweiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, Budweiser. Budweiser. <laughs> it's, a, it's an advertisement. It's a radio that's ad our for next, Budweiser. That's our that's our another Cubs, plug for the game. <laughs> Cubs and from the Cardinals show. fans fighting. From the mighty showgram, we've had seven plugs so far. I don't know how many of those people wanted those plugs, but uh, they got them anyway. What does everyone think of Brian calling this a showgram? <laughs> he we got other cars like the gram. We're gonna do the gram. I go, you, is that short for program? He goes, showgram, dude, showgram. Uh, coming from your history, you should have known it was a drug reference. But my point was here, it? Oh, gram. <laughs> ah, America. I don't get it. Anyway. So uh, I'm not but going back to the thing. You don't want to date sacrifice. It. Sacrificing for your love of sports is extremely important. Uh, sure, I think I sacrificed a lot. We, I watch the game sitting up now. And by the way, congratulations to Cleveland. You guys are having a oh great, yeah, you're having a great year. Boom! A, a city that's been a punchline for so long. It's 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 kind of good. To oh, see. what do you think about this? Like, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to get the cough out of the way. What do you think about this, though? The, the Cavaliers winning. Oh, I was in radio, and oh. you have a travel mug. All right, all right recovered. You're recovered using my spare travel mug. Yeah, spare travel mugs, coughs, and radio. Um, when I was in radio, I used to talk about things. All right, continue. So, what was I talking about? I don't know. Did you smoke some weed this morning? No, dude, but why would you interrupt me when I was in the middle of something? That was irritating. Uh, oh, Because you caught... No, you interrupted yourself with a cough. Oh, man, whatever. It doesn't matter. Aaron, what were we talking Guess about? Guess a moment away. You were talking about baseball. I said that. Oh, I, yeah, the Cavaliers. The, Cle- oh, the, the Cav- Cleveland Cavaliers winning in Cleveland, I think, has given that city, like, now they kind of throw their, you know, their shoulders aren't hunched over anymore, and they're like, you know what? We can achieve greatness here in Cleveland. And I think they really believe it. So Do now, you think that that's how they felt, or you think that that's how outsiders think that they think? No, I think, that, I, I, I think literally the Cavs winning, I think people were... They were like, holy shit, it really happened. Like, Do you think that the Cavaliers winning had an impact on how well the Cleveland no, I, oh, I think, I Indians think, played? I, 
I don't know. I think it, it's uh, I, I I do think there's something in the air in Cleveland, meaning like they're like, okay, yeah, championships are possible, and the Indians are like, yeah, why not us now? It's it's kind of like a let's do this. I'm not so saying they weren't the always trying. That. That's the Browns are done. I mean, that's you can't even. <laughs> so that's sad. the one thing that at least the, they can go. Well, we have the Browns. Like, yeah, but we also have the Indians and we have the Cavaliers. You know, yeah. I mean, Cleveland is not. Look, they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They got the Football Hall of Fame. It's not a shit city. It no, takes a lot no, of abuse. No. You know what I mean? It gets made fun of a they lot. Have the house from Christmas stories there. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I'll, that I always thought that was in Gary for some reason. Well, welcome to movie magic, John. Yeah, I don't get it. Did you know that uh, a lot of did you know that uh, Laverne and Shirley was filmed in Los Angeles, not in Milwaukee? Not. That's not. Don't tell me that. That's not true. They worked at the Shots Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, did you know that that's not a real okay? How I'm dare not you? Gonna, sorry, How I'm dare so you? sorry. I am so sorry. Um, I I do. What do you? So they have two more games or three more games to play. I know you don't want to date the show, but it's coming out like tomorrow or whatever. So look, I've already told you this is the way I see things. One, um, this is this is my direct uh, statement to all Cubs fans. Fuck you if you cannot get over the fucking Bartman thing. Leave the guy a fucking alone. He has nothing. Who's to do with still it. talking you, about that? They, I'm just saying. I'm just, oh. I'm just saying. In general, if people are still hung up on goats and fucking and 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 curses and Bartman and all that stuff, you see the Dodger you're, fans you're, wearing you're, their goat heads around their necks. Yeah, but that's them. I'm yeah. just saying that if you're still a Cubs fan and you're buying into all that stuff, and you somehow or another think that some man in the state in the stands has fucked you and, and has wrecked your life, get over yourself. Second of all, I'm at a point in my life where if the Cubs win. This is going to be amazing. It'll be an emotional experience. If they lose, there's always next year, and I'm not going to fucking worry about it. I cannot live my life in 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 like you know, oh my god, my life is over if the Cubs don't go to the World Series this year. So I'm excited, and I think they still have a great chance to go. They're a young team. I think they have a, a great future ahead of them, as long as I keep the team together. And I think that's how people should look at it instead of being so emotionally distressed or worked up on a, a game by game, which a lot of my Cubs fans friends are. Worked up, I, way too worked up. I know, and I, and then you're talking about summer me. down, <clears throat> summer down. Some, yeah, Brian Spellcheck didn't work on his phone last night. I kept telling John like, to you summer feel, down. You feel better now? I'm like, I won't feel better till the game's over. He's like, summer down, summer, 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 simmer. Damn it, Spellcheck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I look, I, I get upset that I get. I get upset the how upset I get when they don't when they don't play well. I do. I get mad because I know I'm like, look, and yesterday. I'll be honest. What I did yesterday morning was I woke up and I was so because I had been so angry the night before. I woke up, did some breathing exercises. Literally was like, okay, it's just a game. What's a breathing exercise, by the way? Well, you know, you you hold, you breathe in for four, count to seven, hold it for seven, breathe out for eight. And it's, what does that do? It relaxes you and it makes you focus on your breath and it calms you down and it makes you realize that the world around you is going to be just fine. And do you check your pulse afterwards? No. So then it's not an exercise. It's just a breathing thing. Right, I don't so check my pulse after the gym either. You said so exercise. Oh. That's exercise. <laughs> Isn't I don't that what know you're what. supposed to do? You're... Yeah, if you exercise in the, in the 1930s <laughs> or wherever you watch exercise videos where you throw around big medicine balls in one-piece bathing suits. You don't get in one of those boxes and turn on the sweat machine? How Does your mustache <laughs> grease run right out of your mustache when you're exercising with the dumbbells? Oh, I think I snorted, by the way. All right, so anyway, so you you, you, you breathed. You so, prepared so, yourself. Yeah, and, and then I was like, you know what? There's worse things that could that are going on and and this is going to be fine and then they came out and had a great game uh and i and like i said though i do get upset i go right back into that that 1984 85 like well this is okay whatever i guess you know if they fucked up again like i get really 
I, I fall back into that too easy, and it, it bothers me because I need to stay stay positive. Well, look, the reality of the situation was had they lost that game, they're down three games to one, they probably wouldn't have come back. It's very <clears> difficult <throat> to come back at that point, and it's understandable. So there was probably a little bit more pressure on, on that specific game that you had to do your breathing exercises with. Yeah. But, but So I, I get that. But it's not end-of-the-world stuff, and that's where um, – that that depression that I don't understand sets in for some people, or the anger when things don't when when people don't perform the way they were supposed to, and then all of a sudden they're a bum and get them out and all that kind of stuff. I think there's a fine line between that stuff. And listen, if you want to live your life that way, you know, a silver linings playbook, then go ahead. I don't care. But you know, I just don't live my life that way. I can turn a TV off and move on. You know, I, I never enjoy, saw I, I never I, saw silver lining silver linings playbook for the Cubs yeah. in the World Series. Isn't that movie? no no? Oh. It's just it's just you know Philadelphia Eagle fans. People just get angry Ooh. about winning winning and losing, and you know Robert De Niro was uh, kind of epitomizes that. Our our guests have arrived. Oh, all right. So we'll bring them in. Let's bring them in. You can go whenever. All right. Um, as I said earlier, all caps in tax, Dana and Julia are here. They have arrived. Yeah. Thank uh-huh. you so much for. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having us. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> Probably one of the most special things you guys have ever done in your whole entire life, do you think? Or where does it rate? Probably the very most special. Oh, the very Just... most special. Was it Bigly? Uh, the big, it was Bigly that's special my favorite and thing. bigger than the day that I was born. It's a little bit better to me than a fart noise. Oh, okay, that's great. That's good. That's, that's a good range. Anywhere from like the joy of birth to a, a, a variation of a fart. That's great. Which is also the joy of birth. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen from what the I hear. The queefing? Oh, women fart when they give birth? Yeah, yeah. women can that. have orgasms. Okay. Oh. Wait, they can. My mom they can? With me. They yeah. can? Oh, okay. you mean when they're giving birth? Yeah. <laughs> First off, I thought you just meant in general. In general? You, you do plan on having a kid. We've talked about this. Do you guys ever plan I on having don't, a kid? I never said that, Brian. No. Hey, I never said that. I thought <gasps> you did. John! Is Nicole PG, PG with twins? Wait, hold. What's, oh, what my is, God. Uh, I'm sorry. You are, you are married. I believe the song is John and Nicole are sitting in a tree. Right, yes. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. What comes next? Whoa. A baby makes... Three, you guys. That's not, that's not the song at all. It's not? Oh, I thought <laughs> no, that. What it's, comes goes, next to Baby Makes Three? It's Everyone's re- like, what? It's reverse cowgirl is free. <laughs> From exactly. that point forward. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Come but on. to be clear, it's just you and me, right? That's because it's marriage. You have to be monogamous. Well, reverse cowgirl just... is free. I'm sure more people are going to be in <laughs> Yeah. You, me, and reverse cowgirl makes no, no. 33. It will never be you and me. You and me will never be in the same room with our clothes off with anybody else. Liars. Uh, let's not say never. Well, let's. Let's continue to say that forever. Please don't fight. <laughs> Uh-oh, it looks like somebody's had experience from childhood. That oh. sounded like a, mommy, daddy, please. Come on. Don't, don't make fun of people from divorced parents, Brian. No, no, she was just talking to her dolls. That's Ew. right. Somebody. Right? Somebody here had divorced parents. I did. You did? Yeah. You know what I noticed growing up? Are you a Midwesterner? Yeah. Where are you from originally? Skokie, Illinois. Where are you from originally? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa. By by the way, uh, Julia Tulsa, Dana Skokie. I noticed growing up that um, most of my friends, their parents never got divorced. They just moved into separate rooms, but they should have just got divorced. That's even worse. That's even worse. That's like that's so weird. That's that that whole stay together for the kids, like weird Catholic Midwestern, like repressive life. Weird. Like this is daddy's masturbatorium. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Masturbatorium. So your parents were like, no, no, we are not going to do that kind of weird, creepy stuff. They they got they couldn't even be with each other. Yeah. Basically. I mean, in hindsight, legally, now, like, obviously, you're, how, long, how old were you when they got 
Divorced. I was five. You were five. Okay, so there was, you didn't have much uh, of a memory. An empty chair at dinner. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Daddy's? Daddy's. Daddy's chair. Did you ever make up with Daddy? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. When? Was, um, Daddy, was he around or no? <laughs> or was he not an around guy? Was he was it not an around so guy. So that was the back in the day, Dad's out, Dad's yeah. gone, Dad's not coming to give you balloons. But now where he's back in my life and I've forgiven him and he has black hairy tongue disease. <laughs> Oh so, my God! Are you serious? What does uh, that mean? When my br- holy Wait, this shit, this is real because so, he reacted in a weird way. Yeah. This is a real thing. When my when my know, brother, you guys are right <laughs> no, I'm. I swear to God, don't Google it. It'll ruin your life. No, don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. When when I was a kid, my friends, uh, Chris Conley has a younger brother, Tim. My brother was friends with Tim. I was friends with Chris. We would go over to their house, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, shit like that. Hanging out. Uh, one day, Tim goes in his mom's closet and comes out with like a weird book of medical issues like problems and he's like you have is it called vigatata or is it just called black hairy tongue disease? it's called black hairy because he opens they couldn't it come to, up with something better because no. that's exactly what it is <laughs> what do you mean but right now it's going it's, it's moving down into his throat and his lungs and they can't figure out how to stop it Okay, but what is it? So is if it, there's any um, it's gonna go all infectious the way disease doctors out there that please. listen to this show I seriously <laughs> doubt it Guys, as one, I'm trying to take a break right from fighting like, infectious diseases to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so is it exactly what it's described yes. as? You yeah. literally grow hair inside your body. Inner werewolf syndrome. Yep. Inner werewolf syndrome. Okay, oh. well, what they could have used. Did so you go to this, medical school? I'm part no, I th- doctor. I think he was actually part of a think tank for names. Oh, oh. Yeah, and they, so when they, they get they, to name stuff. They could have <laughs> called it the vidicularitis, or they could call it black hair tongue disease. So interesting. That's around your butthole. Vigitatis, is it? Because there's also a picture of that. And we were she talking about it at my brother at the Blackhawks game. We were talking <laughs> about it. things the, that we remember. And the ladies in front of us he were remembers nurses. A, a butthole disease from a book that they pulled out of a closet. It was terrifying, dude. Like, like she sure said, don't Google it. You'll be like, mm, I hope I never get black hairy tongue It's got to be very rare, though. It's very rare. Okay. Because I've never heard it to it. He had um, mouth cancer, stage three, and it's because of the radiation. They like just burned off everything that lives in there. Okay. So there's just nothing and it's growing. Are we sure he's not a superhero and maybe he got like too much radiation and now he's like, um. No, I, that could be. That very well could be. He's like, so you're maybe he's a X-Men wolf. Kinda... He's Has he tried? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Has he tried jumping from building to building or anything? I will suggest it. He likes to be naked right now. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> maybe this is good that you missed your. It's warm years. out for October <laughs> when you look back on it now. My hair is what, very when did, warm. did you reconnect yeah, in white a, when you were an adult? Got a winter coat yeah. inside so his body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked here and there, but he was basically he was he not was really. Yeah. You had a good relationship with your mom. Yes. Do you want to lay down on the couch while Brian talks to you? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so for you, and Can we'll you get to you in a sec. Julia, I'm sorry, but this this hairy tongue thing is just, we're going to go with Dana I, first. Well, no, wait, do, do your, does your dad have any weird, like... He's no. never had anything. My dad is, is boring as shit? going to be 75. He has never had surgery. He's got that body like the ge- the genetics commercial. The, the G, so what's boring. uh Are your parents boring? Like, no. if you were to, no, no, meaning that, like... Were they goofy growing up, or were they to you like they were just kind of like average parents? Like they were, whatever. they were. Julia's clowns. mom is one of the funniest people. So you she is. So ever she's very meet. colorful. She's very, very colorful. Yeah. Okay. She wears a multicolored afro wig. Is that where you did you got your I want to be funny thing was from them? Uh, I guess. You so. think you think and it, like people goofed around at the yeah. house all the time. Yeah. Obviously, that, so my question to you was that. Did you find that from somewhere else for you, or is your mom also a goofball, or did you find a place to be goofy because of? 
your life. As a defense mechanism. You did. Do you uh, prescribe Lexapro? Not yet, but I can <laughs> okay. if I like to try. John try. Huck's a doctor. <laughs> I can't prescribe We all went anything. to medical school. <laughs> it turns out. It's called I'm Web already MD. impressed with the amount that you guys already knew. So my dad is actually very goofy. Okay, but but you weren't. So when did you start being silly though? Like when you were like, I love this silly thing versus um, like just being a kid. I was born upside down, backwards, and shitting. I think it started there. It started right yeah. there. <laughs> Ta-da! Right <laughs> out, right <laughs> I like how you right think that's being jazz hands, jazz hands yeah. right silly, out of the yeah. box. Jazz hands right out of the box. I was shitting everywhere. It was silly. <laughs> Not quite sure what part's coming out first, but we're getting a little bit of jazz hand out of the vagina here. Ha-ha, everybody. That's ha-ha. the first thing that comes out. The jazz hands first. <laughs> your first words, but seriously, folks. Those are your first words. Not huh? mama, dada. Is this jazz thing on and you're just tapping the umbilical cord? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, how long have you guys known each other? 21.7 years. Is we're that really b- serious? You, you guys have known each other over two decades. Yeah. No where did you guys meet? In a level one improv class at Improv Olympic in Chicago. In Chicago. Okay, so how did you end up in Chicago? Obviously, we know from Skokie how you ended up there. Um, you were on the streets as a, poor, <laughs> as as a, a derelict child, child, runaway child. <laughs> well, how did you get there? I moved there after college. Because you because wanted to do this stuff? Um, I wasn't really sure. I didn't really know that it was something that you could do. But I moved there because a lot of my friends from college were moving to Chicago. Uh, the classic <laughs> young reason to move. And right? I had nothing else to Where do. Did, you, did you stay? Did you go to college in Oklahoma as no, well? No, I went to Indiana. You went to Indiana. So you yeah. stayed Midwest, but you got away from home. I w- did. Where in Indiana? <laughs> she came right into my arms. Bloomington, okay. Right into Dana's arms. <laughs> Was there a reason why you chose Indiana? Uh, I visited a friend there. And I so just it's all about it your was, friends. Again, is there any reason you <laughs> no, chose No, but I thought Indiana? I just wanted to go to like a big generic college and it, that's what, what it was. And But Oklahoma was not I was that. not staying there. Okay, so that you had that thing where like you have that youthful thing where it's like, okay, I, I've done enough time here. Oh, yeah. here in this out. life prison oh, I need yeah. to go somewhere else like bye bye <laughs> so but when you were when you went there though did you do theater in high school did you do theater at Indiana none of that stuff or, none then how does so you really didn't even want to get into the whole improv thing until you arrived I didn't even know Chicago. what improv was <laughs> until you got to sh- I was gonna say you didn't, but growing up like no one was like oh you know you're funny take improv class you're like <laughs> some <laughs> people in that? Illinois that could happen though because it was yeah. big in Illinois so it, it you wouldn't be unheard out. of yeah it wouldn't yeah, be but you of. you grew up like going to Second City and you did. This is true, yeah. When growing up, going to Second City, who was taking you there? Were you just going with your friends? Well, I remember like once for one of my friends' sixteenth uh, birthday, we went and saw a show. And no Chris kidding. Farley was in it. No kidding. Yeah. And so somebody was like, "We're gonna." You didn't know. I mean, at that time, he was just one of the guys. Right. Doing and I also thing. grew up knowing the owner of Improv Olympic. She's okay. one of my best friends' aunts. And re- oh, okay. So okay. we would go to shows. Sharna. Yeah. Yeah. So that helped. Yeah. So it kind of was a so so you. But were, I majored in business marketing. Well, and I mean that helped. <laughs> because I hadn't, I didn't think I could do it for a living. She didn't want to waste that mind. <laughs> so how many businesses have you marketed? Yeah. <laughs> By business he means vaginas. Yeah, yeah. That's Just not what two, I meant. Just two. Me and oh, Julius. Okay. <laughs> so um, do you think it was because you were going there early on? Is that where you got the bug? Watching no, I think that it was stuff destiny. on there. I think it was destiny. Ew. But you, when you saw it the <laughs> no, first time. No, I was time, watching Saturday Night Live when I was a before, kid. Before, way before. Before you went to the first, well, your first before. improv that. Yeah. Okay. But when you went there and saw it live, that's a different experience, right? Yeah. To be, because I mean, how big are those theaters? Um, are they pretty intimate? One of them's big and one of them's not so big and we saw it in the not so big one. Okay. So it was pretty intimate. Yeah. And did you feel something when hugging. you would watch these, these, um, these kind of up close like yeah, performances? Yeah, I, I started feeling tingly show. downstairs and then I came so hard. And then you went back upstairs <laughs> I'm <gonna> and, go. <laughs> and actually watched the show. Yeah. <laughs> 
ma'am, you're not supposed to be down here. Well, I know, but for the sake of my story, I needed to be downstairs. <laughs> but so, do you think that had some influence or the TV? You are, you, your mind was already made up after watching SNL. I think it really all just... I think we're all where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> right here. Right here. So do we not Gross. leave here? No. Uh, Are you okay with that? <laughs> Shrug. I mean, it didn't. It helped. Like, just hurry up. It helped because I knew I had an option to do stuff in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So for for, for Skokie, uh, correct, I can't remember how far away is Skokie from actual it's, the city of Chicago. It's touching Chicago it's on the northwest. You're not that far away. No. So, for you, did you go and live down there, or did you stay at home? Were you a home? No, girl? I lived like across from Wrigley Field for about eleven years. Did you right like around that? The, I loved it. You know, a lot of people that would be a dream yeah. for a Cubs fan to live that close. John, to, you would have had such you, a boner. The uh, <laughs> I, what I love is the stories of people like, yeah, my cousin lives down there. She hates baseball. I'm like. <laughs> So, yeah, she wants to kill everybody all the time. I'm like, why, why would, would you, you even? There? Yeah, but, why would you? But that's like people who move across the street from a church or a school and they right. get enraged by all the people right. that are now around them. It's like or it the was kids still there when you recess. moved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are these kids having fun? <laughs> oh, I like to go, yeah, I like to yell, <laughs> shut pricks. up at, ch at children as they run and skip. <laughs> Sit down, be quiet. So it, it, it strikes me as in a very colorful area. Like, a, like it'd be a great place to kind of like if you're okay amazing. with activity. I don't remember one thing, oh, but good. it was amazing. Good. So you're an alcoholic. That's good. To know, yeah. <laughs> so how? So so you guys met doing improv. This this is true. Level one. What was Level your first one. scene together? Why? How did that all of a sudden happen though? You 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 literally come from Tulsa because you want to hang out with your friends, and the next thing you know, you're with her uh -huh. doing level one improv. How does that? I happen? like how you're like next thing you're with her doing level one improv. <laughs> like how you guys you guys are like just so you know anyone can do level one. Uh -huh. No, I think he was like making it sound to be a little bit more uh, exciting. Exciting. Oh, she referred <laughs> to it as level one comedy, so I was which is the beginning. But why? How? What happened in your life that led you down this path? Well, she oh. went to Second City first. Yeah, I you went worked to, there. I I took a class there. Everyone says well, work, why? but they really just take a class. Uh, why? Wait, what were you doing? You you had to get a job when you came to Chicago, right? When you first started hanging out with your friends, right? So what were you doing? Um, my first job oh. was I was a receptionist in the loop for a place called Staffing Consultants. That I used to call exciting. them all I to, the time. I used to have to answer the phone. Thank you for calling Staffing Consultants. How may I direct your call? <laughs> over and, Dana, and over, over and over. And Dana would be like, ah! <laughs> Just mock her? Yeah. She'd like one. You were like 23. Yeah, she'd be like, I'm in bed eating wings. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh. Um, sounds about right. But then I, I uh, waitressed and bartended. Okay, so you finally started getting into the whole nightlife lifestyle. Now, yeah. Did you do that? What were you doing for a job if you were in bed eating wings, <laughs> calling her on her nine to five? Or did you have like a... I was bartending okay. or waiting tables. Okay, hence the reason why you don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> That's the only thing I regret is never doing. Did you ever do that bartending or, or I don't um, regret it. restaurant no. business? No. I, I don't it's know. Awful. It's so so no. really? Oh my god, it's well, so what worst. about the social aspect of it? When you're young, oh, you're hey, you, you, you want to socialize about. with dirty cokeheads? Like Well, it depends awful. on where yeah. you're at. <laughs> when you're in your yeah, 20s. When you're, when you're 23, exactly. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm also getting it I'm looking I'm not looking at it from a female perspective too. It probably could be, get borderline annoying. No, I mean in your in our 20s it was great. But it then was. Oh, okay. Come on now. Move moving on with your life, right? Okay. So all of a sudden, you decide you cannot say that same thing over and over again, and you have to find something else to do with your life? Or did somebody yeah. say something to you about, like, hey, you're funny, you should do the... No, I knew I wanted to do something in comedy, and I... Wait, well, how do you know that? Just growing up, I... Okay. I, um, what else SNL is there to do? And, yeah, what else am I going to do? <laughs> and Create I, names for illnesses? Continue. I um, My brother was like that nerd who would... 
a tape David Letterman every night and come home from school and watch it. So I would watch it with him. Okay. Or I don't know. I just I literally had no idea what I wanted to do. Were so. you scared to do it when you when you sign up for something? Not really, because when you sign up for a level one improv class, there's so many just people who probably shouldn't be there. Isn't the whole joke like it's a lot of moms that want to get out of the no, house? Or is that not is. true? In Chicago, it's like a lot of ad executives, you know, who are who they're like, I, you know, everyone in the office Think thinks I'm funny. so yeah. funny, and this is just gonna give me better in my game when we're pitching our ideas. I don't know. <laughs> but then there were a lot of some really great people in my class, uh-huh. and they were going over to Improv Olympic, so they said you should go and take a class at Improv Olympic. So I. And what's the difference, just out of curiosity? Or is there, or is it just a different style Second City of teaching? Second City is, well, this was a long time ago, but Second City is more of an institution where Improv Olympic is sort of, um, it was like a machine. <laughs> I don't know. Or improv Olympic was more. Well, it's more improv. Yeah, it's more improv. And Second City is more like sketch, sketch shows. Okay. Even though they do do some improv and do okay. it in classes, but. So you, so you guys are obviously at some point, I'm assuming, then you become attracted to the actual style of improv versus writing sketch. Is that kind of one of the things, too, that makes it more exciting? No. Not at all. It was the people. It, so it's, it's all about who you hang out yeah. with and, and whether they get you and you get them. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I never did. You ever take any improv classes or any sketch classes? Yeah, I never did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Why would be real yeah. disappointed John in that statement? Did I? What did you take? <clears throat> I uh, I took a Second City improv here. Yeah, in, okay. in L.A. Oh, that's not real. <clears throat> that's not real Second City. Why do you say that? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, my problem was that at, at that at a younger age, I didn't have the patience to work with other people. Like I enjoyed stand up because I could just write my jokes, go on stage and say them. When you're doing improv, like, and especially when you're starting out, like there are a lot of people that shouldn't be there, like you said. Right. And and I'm not saying I'm not one of those people, but at the same time, the, if if everyone's going for a huge laugh on everything, it's like okay, like I, I already <laughs> I already understood comedy to, in the sense that like improv was a team game, like everybody is playing. So let's try to. You know, one guy trying to be Jim Carrey every two lines <laughs> yeah. is going to ruin everything. And I had a lot of those people around oh, yeah. me. And then I had the teacher tell me, he's like, "Why well, you can't do stand-up if you're doing improv. And I was like, oh, what the ridiculous. fuck are you talking about? And like, all I'm thinking is like, David Spade was a stand-up comic. He ended up on SNL. There's guys who were straight stand-ups that ended up on SNL, ended up on Mad TV. There was no... There should be no like. He's retarded. Yeah, it was it was it was weak. So, so I got mad. Uh, no. Who are we talking about? No, this, John, this was mean to this John. Teacher, oh, okay. This teacher <laughs> who said that, who said that. But but that was kind of a turnoff. And then again, I just wasn't getting along with the people I was around. So it just became not fun. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I will agree that people and the same thing with stand up. It's it, people make all the difference. In the Absolutely. World. If, it, if it is a miserable, yeah. no matter how bad you want to do something. I can only imagine, like on those nights when I first started doing stand up, if I didn't like at least uh, six of the 47 people that were going <laughs> up at that open mic, I wasn't going to go back to right. it because it's just gross. At some point, you're just like, I don't want to have anything to do with any of you people. Yeah. yeah. To, you could have great audiences, and the uh, the lineup is people that you don't really like hanging out with. So you're like, yeah, that was okay. Or you could have like four people, but the lineup is all people one, you like, and two, you like to watch. So then it's just like, all right, I just had a night out enjoying myself, and it doesn't matter. I told I told on the show uh, a long time ago that when some one of my old uh, managers tried to get me into acting, and and there there was there was that moment they failed of going to yeah, oh, yeah no, well, I failed them and they failed and they realized I, of go, I stopped going to auditions because there was that one day when I was sitting in the in the in the waiting room with everybody, and all the other actors they all knew each other. 
Yeah. And yeah. then they all started singing together. And, oh, I, and yeah. I was off to the side. Oh, yeah, they literally got into like a to you and I know the song too. And I sat over there and I threw it to skip. Hey, I'm skip and I like to party. And I remember I remember sitting all by myself on the other side going, I am so fucking out of this game. I'm going back to Meanwhile, horrible. Meanwhile, they were like, Who's the guy who doesn't want to play in her sing songs? Welcome to auditioning. Yeah, it was weird. I just thought it was just a weird subculture. And again, if it's if it fits you, that's cool. I was just that was my moment where I was like, I don't belong here. That I will the, never be the song and dance man. That was the other thing I felt about <laughs> improv God. was that improv was like camp games. You know, it's yeah. like, we're around a fire. Let's get to know each other. And yeah. I was always like, when that happened, I was always like, I don't want to get to know any of these people. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you want to just be like, this is so queer. Well, that's yeah, Julie, Julie and I formed it, yeah. our own group. Immediately? That, yeah, pretty immediately. That that went away from I.O.? Yeah, we away performed from... a bunch of festivals and got shows. Festivals. So you wrote, but you wouldn't, well, you call it a group. I would call it, you guys wrote a two-woman show. That no? was after. That's after. We had a, a different improv group with other people. Oh, who else was in that? Oh, Scott Goldstein, Heather you McDermott. <laughs> Harlan Cohen, Harlan Becky Grimaldi. <laughs> you know, okay. Craig Euler. <laughs> Craig Euler. All the Sorry. famous people. Continue. And are all and are all of them still? Uh, are you guys still? Do you get to do you reunite for group? Uh, Never reunions. No, because nobody lives in the same place anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, most people are they're still in Chicago. Well, of those people, are any of them still involved in improv or acting or? Scott is. Scott is. Harlan is a syndicated columnist. Oh, and nice. book writer <laughs> for for uh, college students interested in sex. He's a book writer for college students. What college students aren't interested in sex? <laughs> That's why he's That's a like very a, rich it's like man. A, a, yeah, I was going to say it's like a room of two people. Like we're not really interested. We had our generals burned off in fires. We don't care. <laughs> all right, so <clears throat> you're right. Yeah, that's our. Uh, I'm, I'm here. This is how our show goes. That's Ralph, and guess where he is? So I got one of those ring things at my door. So if you ring it, I have oh, a video. Oh, who was it? And Someone's I'm like, who is, the, oh, who is the guy with a no, microphone T-shirt that's dude. in front of my house? And I'm like, well, if thieves don't wear microphone T-shirts. He's got to be clearly in the entertainment business. <laughs> but why is he at my house? And so I just, uh, I just got clear. No, I don't know how to talk to him. There I don't think he's a... there anymore. I know you're allowed to talk, but this is recorded. I didn't answer when it came in, so you're going to have to talk. Yeah, to you go. Uh-oh. Keep this going. I'm going to keep talking to you guys. Okay. I missed the last part because this is how it goes. Sometimes the chaos happens. Oh, you, my all... God. Chaos ensues. Life well, is all hard. The, all the shows have been um, done in my basement, but you are allergic to cats. <laughs> I know, and I heard you have so many cats. <laughs> it's I became Dripping a cat. in cats. I became a cat whisperer on accident. I would have. How died many do you have? House. We have three that I saved <gasps> from my old job down at the Herald Examiner in that building. They were all like you know street feral cats, and mm-hmm. I and I so I, I stay all were like little tiny kittens, and I would and, but they were like angry, like they were killer kittens. Have you ever been around? You, you haven't because you don't want to be around them. No, I haven't. Angry cats will kill you. Like little tiny things will shred you to pieces, like a chimpanzee, Whoa. if you're not careful. But so I had to it's, bring them take home. about two weeks. <laughs> bring yeah. them home. To the kids. Don't ask me why I would do this, but for two, so I would, I focus, I can't kill things. So it two for two weeks, I would come in with like a complete like suit on. Like I put on like four sweatshirts and like two pairs of gloves and I would chase the cat around the room and force it to love me, which kind of sounds, you know, but it did at the end. Eventually, you know, I, yeah, you, you break them. Basically you're just breaking them. You grabbed him by the pussy. Yeah. (laughs) What's that syndrome called? When you fall in love with your rapist? (laughs) 
What is it? We have it in our, one of our scripts. I don't know. What are you talking about? Oh, I know. Stockholm I Syndrome. So, yeah, yeah, Stockholm, yes, yes. yes. The, the rape, I thought that was a kidnapping thing. That's, is it, or it all, it's all the same. Yeah, it's, it's all, all, all okay. <laughs> well, when you're kidnapped, you're automatically right. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Take note, America. Yeah, yeah. Take note, just in case it happens. Save yourself. I don't know where you guys left off in the in the chaos of the conversation. You guys were just talking about still talking about improv. Oh, we were talking like about we st- we worked with our own improv group. Oh, okay, with our own friends. With our yeah. own friends, and that's that okay. Made. Is that be- that's better, right? It was so fun. It was so okay. much fun. And then we started our own show. Yeah. But here's the, so here's the thing. So you guys have been. So this is we're going two decades. We're yeah. going deep. <clears throat> the two decades thing, though. Let's be honest. It's not all roses, not- right? I mean, there's it, there when you do performance. It can get shitty, correct? And did you have points where you're like, I'm I'm so over this shit. Like, this is, what the fuck are we doing? Did you guys ever have that? I did when I was doing stand-up. Okay. But with me and Julia, we just have always had such good luck, but we also have such bad luck. Like, okay, explain. Well, we uh, never have bad shows. No, we always have great shows. But but do you ever have that is, thing? Which is, is even more annoying. But improv, yeah, you can have, like, lame But not shows. that. But just take of, like, okay, the two of you decide you want to get together and you're going to do stuff. There, there's so many highs and lows of how it becomes a business and how where oh do you go God. with this. Oh, yeah. So yeah. E- you can have, and I, to me, I've always found that the most frustrating thing is you can be at the best at, you're ever going to be at your game and, and the audiences are proving it, everything, but it has no forward momentum and that could be the most it frustrating. Matter. It doesn't matter. I always say- So that I... doesn't bother you guys. It's well, a, that we don't we're, do it anymore. We're not performing anymore. But no, no, I'm saying, but where does it go? And like sometimes, you know what I mean? When you can do that say, and it doesn't pay I, off I or whatever. I would say that when I was doing stand-up, I'm like, I just had the best show or I just had the worst show and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I had, because it, it doesn't go farther than the room. Right, right. So you guys always had that as a mindset. But no, when we had such momentum together, so. How long did it take before, so, and, and we'll, we'll get to this because I, I think I didn't meet you guys until after, I think you moved out or after you did Aspen's Comedy Festival, correct? Was that was yep. that kind of a game changer for you guys as far as where you were going in your? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that, that was, well, I'm just, I'm right where I'm pin- yeah. Okay, so I am pinpointing the right thing. Be, at, at that point, how long have you guys been doing what you were doing before you got to the Aspen? Seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. And up to that point, you guys are fine with it. You knew we like were every a night blast. you were. It didn't matter. So what was the because it was like wasn't comedy a business college. Yet. <clears throat> we were yeah. just like it wasn't a business yet. Every yeah. show was fun, even yeah. if they yeah. sucked. We were, you were like we were hey. early twenties. Yeah. you know, like okay. Chicago is. It's all about the show. You know, you're just having fun doing the show. Once you get out here, it's all about the showcase. It's like who's going to be in the audience? Who's going to be in the Okay, so who's here? Who's here? Who's here? How could this be a movie? How could this be a TV show? How do you make money off of it? You can't just do a show to have fun anymore. So how did Aspen? You can, but (laughs) people be like, no one's going to pay you for this. It's a lot more fun when they just give you creative freedom that comes with cash. But my, but how did how did the Aspen Comedy Festival thing come along? And what was your guys? attitude about it at that time because now you look back on it you know where the, it obviously shifted everything and brought you out here but at that time that that became available how did it become available did you guys audition, audition or did yeah. so, okay so somebody didn't say so you went to go. a showcase yeah okay so you had intent oh yeah do we wanted okay. to go okay yeah. so right. someone didn't see your show and go you guys should do yeah. this you were like yeah. we're gonna go hit this audition and no showcase. i mean people, we didn't know what it was until somebody told us about it okay. but we definitely knew that it was a thing a that you thing. wanted to get into <clears throat> like Getting yeah, the movie was, into Sundance. A, yeah, or, you know, it's we a knew big that deal. We were comedy. the only people who got in that year from Chicago other than Dwayne Kennedy. 
Okay. Do you guys know Dwayne? Yeah, oh, yeah Dwayne's, Dwayne. I don't know him personally, yeah. but he's, he's awesome. very funny. Yeah, oh, I loaned him my jacket to showcase one night. Uh. <laughs> we called it the black jacket. Of Brian's success. loaned a lot of pants, <laughs> pants and jackets. Well, I loaned him clothes. And actually, I loaned, a lot of people did clothes. You gave me him. clothes. Keen's worn my stuff uh. on stage. Yeah, Keen, very successful. Ew. Keen wore Irwin pants at, for his live uh, at Gotham. Live at Gotham. Yeah. 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 Did he get I his was not. I was not. Yeah. He got his feet blurred. He was spotting. Well, yeah. you guys had a conversation about <laughs> well, the no, clothes, you, right? You texted me and you go, go go to Keen and say, hey, I also borrowed pants from Brian. That's good. And you, I guys go, you guys are on the same show. I'm like, okay. So I go up behind <laughs> Keen at the bar. I go, hey, man, just so you know, I also borrowed pants from Brian. He goes, really awesome. I go, I'm kidding. I don't know why he Ew, told me to say that. He goes, he like, oh, to kiss you. I'm wearing I'm wearing Irwin's pants. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> oh, my God. Patrick Keen. So what, what, was, what was Aspen like? It was the biggest thing that we've ever... It was and, so much fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's a like week of they t- they it, party. Fly you there. You so they treat you with respect. Oh yeah. By the way, that's the that, I'm, that's I'm the last that's, of that in terms of festivals. That's the last yeah. of that. They flew you there. Like yeah. Yeah. they, you know what I mean. Now it's like, hey, it's on your own dime. Yeah. Uh, you can come get a hotel room. You can stay with fifty-five other comics. <laughs> no, they it's put like, us up. There's a continental breakfast. You're at the Best Western. And what did you do when you were there? How many shows? Well, the first day we got there, we found out that Adam Sandler and his production company were there okay. from like a newsletter or whatever. No, no, no. We on. asked the. They have like drivers, van drivers, oh, yeah, drive yeah, yeah, you yeah. around. I was like, a oh, van, yeah. I was a van driver that year, but I never drove you guys around. And every van we got in, we'd be like, okay, who'd you drive around? Yeah. Oh, okay. We want to know like what celebrities are there. And so one guy was like, well, I just took Adam Sandler and all his friends to dinner. And we're like, where? Where? <laughs> I wonder if it was the same guy who got banned from driving Sandler because he kept quoting his movies at him. And finally, the, the, the transport guy was like, hey, Steve, you can't drive Sandler anymore. Why not? I was like, you're quoting his movies to him? I drove him once. Somebody fell on the ice and everyone in the car started laughing. And he looked at his friend John and he goes, I wish that was you. And then they laughed harder. And then I was just like, this is the greatest night of my life. Yep. Uh, yeah. So all right, so but so um, you went and found him. Yes. Did we you really do that? Out? Yeah. And we said and, you and, have and to what? come to our show. We oh, said, you did. Yeah. That's kind of ballsy. Oh yeah. And he was like, uh, "We were going to," because we had this picture in the program. It was like, "Watch them grab each other," <laughs> and he they were like, "We were looking at this on the plane." That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so they came. They did come. All and obviously, over the place. All over the place. <laughs> um. How many shows did you guys have to have to do during the um, the run, or you just do one show? No, we did two Dan and Julia shows, and then we did two shows called The Sick and Twisted, where it was okay. like four raunchy guys, and then we would do scenes in between them. Okay, we do. Have we I, I, when I stepped out doing the uh, Who's at My Door game, mm-hmm. did we talk about what the Dana and Julia show is or was? Well, it was it's it's had different in, incarnations. Like this, what they're talking about their Aspen thing is, which was what? Did we have we covered that? It's yeah, like, but what were you guys doing? Like, what was it? Like, what was the content like? Like, what were you guys all about? <laughs> was it, it was, all over the place? We did like thirty sketches and fifty minutes. 30 and were they all different? Were they yeah, all we had different? To shorten it for Aspen. We had to shorten it for we had Aspen. We to thirty minutes. Yeah. So we had to cut stuff. And then I did mean, you guys do different characters in each sketch, or were you guys oh, yeah. the same characters continuously in different situations? That sounds well, manic. I never got to see you guys, so I don't know. It sounds very manic back. to do that many things we, in that yeah, short period of time. It was crazy, and it was so much fun. Do you like the fact that, the, that if, if you have to shorten it or put more in in a short period of time, do you like that energy? Where, you, where you're kind of, it's it's like, because it's like that. If you're doing that many, it's it's kind of got well, go, go, go. Well, our whole thing, our, our regular show wasn't even an hour, because yeah. we knew, like, when we go to shows, if it's too long, you want to die. Yeah. So we liked ours like fast and 
not in too under long. an hour. You, you want yeah. you want an under an hour. You also like want, you don't want people to be like at thirty minutes go okay. How much? Yeah. yeah. You want it to be like, oh my God, what? That was 50 minutes and already? We, Holy shit. We were shit. doing our show for a couple of years, so we got so good at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, we were so good at it. <laughs> the best at it, sure. <laughs> were you guys, as they like to say, firing on all pistons? Ew. It's cylinders. Sick. It's cylinders. Whatever. What's a Is piston? it cylinder? <laughs> I don't even know. Apparently, I don't even know. It's it, They're in Detroit. Firing so, on all a pistons. A hambre. Is it? Is it am I, did I say that wrong? Guys, hambre. Hambre. <laughs> Hambre. Sorry, guys. I had, a, I had a quote stroke. I'm really sorry about that, Humbray. guys. I apologize <laughs> for that. We do. All right. So let's just cut to the chase. So you you bother Sandler at dinner, which is a totally- uh, No, um, we saw him in the hotel in, lobby. Uh, oh, okay. Because yeah. isn't it a faux pas to like, go up to people while they're eating and be like, hey, what's right. up? You should totally check out my show. Yeah. So yeah, that is a faux pas. So you, nope. He was so you saw him at the hotel. And he's a pretty, from what I understand, only run into him like once or twice. But when I get, it seems pretty mellow. Like not like one of those like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He couldn't have been Back nicer. Back off. Yeah. Don't do that. He could not have been nicer. Not encouraging people if you see him to right. please approach him as much as possible. Right. But my point is he didn't have that. Like, you know, like you like, see some people. Yeah. There are some people that are do a, have a t- total great don't talk right. to me vibe. And, and usually you know, people in I sweatpants them, have that vibe. <laughs> oh, yeah. However, Sandler can wear sweatpants and not have that vibe. All he says is, yeah, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Everyone's buddy. <laughs> so anyway, so, so they come to the show. And love it. goes it. well. And then what? He comes backstage and Dan is, I'm like huffing on an oxygen, on an oxygen tank, tank. because oh, I'm yeah. so physical in the show and I at the end of the show I like had no breath. But it's so I'm on an oxygen tank. That's legit. That yeah. that they tell you that in the pamphlet every time you you go there they're like okay if you're flying in don't eat chocolate and don't drink your first night because all the the altitude is gonna fuck you and like executives just show up like I don't cow do it ever and they'll, <laughs> they'll drink like two martinis and just fucking throw up and pass out and you're like whoa what happened. Just so happens, those are the type they like to but, sign with. But like, yeah. that's not if you're being physical on stage. That shit's difficult. And like, they were like, I mean, I'm not saying you're as old as Bob Newhart, but Bob <laughs> Newhart had a lot of oxygen. <laughs> and like, there's, you know, uh, a, that's a funny. Lot. So they actually give you oxygen tanks. Yeah, it's waiting for Bob. Yeah, yeah. So I was on. The I oxygen didn't need tank. it. <laughs> well, I did the date raping in one of the scenes that really knocked me out. I've heard about. I've heard. Yeah, that that can, I hear that, that can, can be strenuous. Out, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but then he came back and I couldn't breathe, and we're like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "That was awesome." So he you thought you were hyperventilating. Real Hebrew. Yeah. He thought you were hyperventilating because of him, probably, right? Probably. Okay, that's good. Oh, that, for and that sure. weighed that, that, that was good. That weighed in your favor. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it all planned out. Hawk, <laughs> <laughs> hawk, hello, hawk, hawk. <laughs> all right, so you guys just talk about. I mean, did it literally always is like, "Hey, great job," and just went away, or did it actually something that you were left with going, "Oh my God, there's an opportunity here." Well, no. So then he we they met invited him, us, they, yeah, to a club. What was it? I don't it know. Weird. It was like a bar that and they had reserved, like a hall. okay. So they invited us to to uh, hang out with them. Hang out with them. And Adam was like, "So what do you guys want to do?" No. We're, so then we went, and then we fight. We we fight it. We fought. <laughs> we fought over who could sit next to him. Yeah. And then <laughs> John and I did the same thing with dude from Motley Crue. Yeah, we did to Vince Neil. It was different. <laughs> and John was the only one fighting, so it was. It I'll sit here. I'll sit fine. here. Yeah. And then um, he 
was he was kind of laughing. He, he's a little shy, I guess. Are we, we're so obnoxious that he probably was scared. Yeah, if, if people <laughs> listening are like, wow, these girls sound obnoxious, this is super toned down. So you're yeah, saying he may have had a moment of regret based on that invite for probably, just a second? Probably. He still does. He still <laughs> does. Trust me. No, so then he asked us what we wanted to do, and we said, we want to have a show on HBO, because that was like Mr. Show and Tenacious okay. D, and he was like, okay, well, let me see what I can do. And then two weeks later- Which is odd that he even said that, right? Like, you're like, so So he, it wasn't, it was business and social at the same time. He was, do you think he was feeling you guys out a little bit, too, to kind of go, all right, I saw him on stage, come on out, we'll chat for a little bit, or did it get straight to business, or did you, was there some socializing where you felt like maybe he was- I want to see more about these people to make yeah, sure they're not bat shit, like, bat shit like, crazy it chicks that I'm about meeting, to... But it was, I mean, we were talking a little bit about us. Bit. And I mean, two weeks later, we were in L.A. and he had arranged a big showcase for us to perform our show in front of all these uh, writers. So in the end, it was a business meeting and then because we went that back decision was made that night? And then we he then we came back two weeks later and we moved here because he was going to put us in anger management and we're going to have a de- development deal with them. Um, we weren't in anger management because Jack Nicholson thought we were too ugly to be in it. But that's a story for another time. But we, well, we, we, we just got the story, so I, I don't know how much yeah, more think, we need I to cover. Need to, so you were too ugly and then you didn't I mean, get in the movie. What which is, is the, other, sort of other, the theme of our career. Are there other words you would like to elaborate with at that one? But I think no, that, I think too, that we pretty much, ugly. I think that kind of cuts to the chase of how he felt about it and how you feel about what he said about it, so. Yeah. Because you were gonna be the girls flanking him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But he that's, wanted real, real pretty girls. <laughs> we're just. Now, can I ask you guys a question? Did you see the movie, and did you check to see who the who the flankers oh, ended up being? Of course they yeah. did. And were you Why guys they like? Was, and did you do the? Like are you Krista Allen and January Jones? <laughs> we're not as pretty as they are. Neither am I. If that makes you guys feel any better, Brian. I'm not Brian, even Brian, pretty Brian, enough to be in Brian, anything. We're so. too dikey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so so it it moved pretty fast at that oh, point. Yeah. No, how. how were you guys in a point in your lives where you could literally just pack up and get the hell out of Dodge and come here that quickly? Yeah. Obviously you were because yeah. you did. Yeah, we wanted to move to L.A. before. You did, okay. But then right. the okay. uh, festival came up and then we got representation in L.A. They were like, just stay for the festival, get into the festival. And then with the Adam thing, it was like, no, we were way ready to go. Okay. And so when you got out here, you do it. where was the showcase at? Do you remember? It was at the I'm Comedy sewered. Central. Uh, it was the Comedy oh, the, Central oh, the space stage. on oh, Hudson okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. No, it was that on Seward. Yeah, it was the HBO workspace. Is the HBO workspace? And, and who it was a block so, up from it, Hudson? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you were wrong, John. <laughs> so, were you guys at a point as performers that whether it be Aspen or that specific showcase, did you guys really still get nervous? I mean, you probably get performance anxiety, but were you nervous at all? Did you really take it? Did I all get of a sudden so you get nervous. You, oh, you do I, all like, the time. All the time. Or did this one really have an impact on you? No, I get so nervous all the time. I get okay. sick. Like my my eight mile puking in the yeah puking uh-huh. back farting backstage diarrhea. Diarrhea. Farting on Julia backstage. It's beautiful. Thing. <laughs> and I forget. So this specific showcase was for what again? Like, did you know going in? Like, he who wanted to pair us with a writer to like get us get our own show. Okay, to so work there was, with us. Yeah. So there was a, all different types of people in the audience. Writers, there were TV executives. And film and... Okay, and you did it, and yeah. you survived with a few stains in your pants. And then, <laughs> and then what happens? And then we moved back. Uh, um, what a week or two weeks later, we came back and we had a development deal with them. Okay, our so first out of five. 
And so you, um, were you guys living with people where you're like, I'm out of here? Just did you guys have to make the big announcement? I'm out of here. I'm moving to L.A. Everybody at Chicago, or did mm. you kind of were you guys pretty cool about it and just like? We were, uh, well, gotta, a lot of people go. do that. Have you guys ever you been know, pretty cool about anything? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure we had a huge party. Neither of us remember. <laughs> and it was just the two of there you. You threw parties for each shrooms, other. Beer. <laughs> but that's got to be kind of cool. I mean, did, did it you? Was, was awesome. there like a going away party and people were like stoked that you were going? All that kind of stuff. Was there any no. professional? <laughs> we just partied. Was there any then. professional jealousy that you guys felt kind of bad about? Like certain people were like, "Oh, congratulations!" You're like, "Seriously, the fuck?" Or were most mm. people pretty supportive. We didn't really have any friends. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good. So I see that that theme no, has worked I mean, out well not, for you guys. It's not a, it's not unheard of to Correct. for Chicago performers to move out of here. So, but I think, you know how that everybody everybody wants to be the ones that are going though, right? right? right and then yeah. you're the ones that got picked. The claw came down and grabbed you guys out of the pit, right? Yeah. And so sometimes friendships end, <laughs> you know, because of that, which is sad. Um, well, I mean, friendships. Um, changed because yeah. we're in LA. Yeah, yeah. And we've been here now fifteen in years almost. Well, how long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. So you guys got here early two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Two thousand two. And why did you guys stop doing? You just didn't want to do live performance anymore. No, we needed. We wanted to make start making money. <laughs> so do be clear. Yeah. For those that because do not understand, there is a, no money in live and, performance. And live performance. <laughs> it's true. Unless you're a musician. But you have And even to, then, it takes like, years upon decades. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. We performed for 15 years together. Yeah. And when we came out here, it takes, I always say, like three years to figure out even what the hell's going on. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, we need to be writing. We need to be, you know, how are we going to make money? Because we were so sick of struggling, so sick of waiting tables. And all these opportunities came up, but we still had to work through most of them with other jobs. Mm-hmm. So. How did you meet him, by the way? Because I met you through John and I think I met you just randomly through just everybody so um, they got hired on to I worked Sorry, at I festival. met Dana through John I'm pointing at people as <laughs> as I'm John and Julia the listeners can sense it yeah they can they can sense it uh, I was I worked at festival you guys were at and I saw the flyer for their show and I was like oh that's probably a good show okay what was the f- okay one, do you still have the flyer? Yes, oh, of course. And what was the flyer? It was that just two chicks and like they one had an Iron Maiden shirt, one had a Judas Priest shirt on or something like that, and they were but, leaning against the wall like smoking cigs. <laughs> it was, that, it was, that was enough to get people all riled up. It was up, enough huh? to go like the rest of comedy for me had looked like guys like me, and I was like, well, <laughs> that's enough of that. So well, we also had it said on our thing, um, balls out comedy. We mean it. Take your balls off. Yeah, oh. yeah. They <laughs> had, back then, it was, there was nothing like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Always good with the catchphrases because they they then got hired on to punked when I was producing on that show in like 2004 four I think Five. yeah yeah and then immediately when they found out I had one testicle <laughs> that's why it's okay still... first off when they immediately found out well is this part of like when you get hired when you there, get hired you immediately <laughs> find out that John has one testicle when you get hired this is not something that normally comes up in general conversation hey how you doing I'm John I have one testicle um so anyway what does the PA tell them we, I don't know who we well, all like we, shaved there, him everyone got a memo <laughs> Everyone Jason got Goldberg a memo. told us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it did. It did come out. But <laughs> but Dana girls, was girls, the first one to say you should use that. Like that should be on your. Hi, I'm a comedian. I have one ball, and that literally is still on my Twitter account. I think to this day. Like, <laughs> I'm hi, so I'm glad John, I got help. I'm a comedian, <laughs> so and I'll say that's where my career really took off. <laughs> And we could hear my eyes roll out of my fucking head onto the floor. Now, did it take off in the direction of where? Yeah, <laughs> right into the toilet. It took off straight into the pooper. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so, so they got you they got on hired punk'd? on punk. They got hired That's on punk to do, I believe, to do characters, right? And to 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 write and do like you characters. were told kind of one thing, and then it became another. Is that correct? It was a nightmare. And I'm not. We're, yeah, we're not. We were, I'm literally not trying to bash the show. I'm not trying to bash any no. of the 
EPs. I'm just asking an honest question. <laughs> well, we there. I mean, we were hired to write and perform, play characters or whatever. But the characters on that show, I mean, you're not. Well, they didn't take any of our ideas, and then they would put us in sketches that this that other guy terrifying. wrote. That were terrifying. Well, that we were like a waitress in the background that didn't say anything. And then Ashton would come and talk to us for an hour about character work <laughs> and character development, and then we'd be, I don't know. But, was, now, did, did this, was this the, was your first work, and that was that off the showcase stuff? Was that some of the stuff that came off of you guys coming out, or was this some of the first stuff you guys did out here, or yeah. no? It was. Yeah. Yeah, okay. one of them. Yeah, one of them. Was well, you guys did Girls first... Behaving Badly. Yes, that, we did. Yeah. Was that the first thing? I think Girls Behaving Badly, and then we did a pilot for the WB, and okay. then we did Pumped. And um, we also did a deal at Oxygen. Yeah, we did it. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, all kind of in a very short period of time. Is yeah. that yeah. why you're saying that? The Girls Behaving Badly, was that, that was Chelsea the, Handler yeah. and Kira yeah. Saltanovich? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, that was the first thing you did, and that was a sketch show, if I remember correctly. Hidden camera. And that, was, and that was on Oxygen? Hidden Oxygen camera. Network. Oxygen Network, okay. And then, for um, women. And what, what was the pilot Hidden for WB? Hidden camera for women. Um, the pilot for the WB was just based on us and two characters from our show. So it was like an actual scripted, was it was like a scripted oh, was, sitcom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Nealon, right? Yep. Yeah. It was Dana's boyfriend. Nick Swartzen. Did you shoot? Oh, so you shot it. Yep. You shot Nick. the pilot. Yeah. And? He's dead. <laughs> it was um, it was a blast. It was the most amazing. Picked up. Were you it just? It, but did you, so you were you were happy with the final product? It just it wasn't right for them. Or what was your take after you shot? Because this is your first pilot you guys have shot, right? So oh yours. My God. I, I, yeah, started yeah, yeah. and that was Sony. It was called and the, the WB. Dana show. And was, you loved it. You loved shooting the process, the creating of the process. All of that was good. First of all, coming from doing stage shows in Chicago, doing a multicam was like. A breeze. Yeah, it was. I mean, okay, because well, we do stuff over. And... I mean, you move a prop like when you're, d and like ten guys come over to put it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even like the audience, they were laughing at us. This guy Doug Robinson who runs Adams TV, and Dan was like, "We can get so many people here," and they're like, "No, we do that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we, we hire an audience, <laughs> and like they come in because we were like, "We'll get all our friends." They're like, "We well, don't. They're not a bringer sitcom." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were so like we were bobbleheads. We didn't know what was going on. But they that's were, kind of fun. I mean, it's it was all amazing. new and fresh. It was and, charming. Yeah. it was really no, it, sweet. Who gets to do that? Um, and so TV for you guys wasn't that difficult. I mean, but, but memorizing, memorizing lines and it's a different style. You, was it a little bit of a different? You say three style? lines and then they yeah. change the stop camera. And the yeah, so it's like you, you never have to have whole line. scenes memorized. Never. Like, I'm going to memorize write your it in lines chunks. on your hand. I mean, but, it's just so. But and that's amazing. but that's very different from what you did. So oh, was, yeah, did you treat it as a different challenge and it was refreshing, or did you kind of not like that fact that you couldn't? No, it was great. It. I mean, I it didn't feel restrictive. We, I guess we are always our best, like at the show, like okay. the rehearsals no and what. stuff. They were probably very worried that we were going to suck. Yeah, because we were used to performing in front of an audience, and so when you're rehearsing, there's no one there. Right. So then they, they bring the audience, and like the director, right after our first scene, like came up seriously crying. He was like, "That was great," okay. <laughs> because we did. You know, we don't. You're not you know feeling, any better. You're not, you know? and you're not feeling the feedback of an audience. It's, right. it's weird. Yeah. And it's, so the whole process was great. You saw the final product, and you were pleased with the final product. It was all a dream. Really. It was okay. So it's got to be. A, so what was it like to find out that it's not getting picked up? Was that one of the like? It was a nightmare. Why? What happened? Like, what, I mean, see, and you learn later on that sometimes things were just not meant to be in that category. Yeah, I didn't but... get out of bed for six weeks. And then I became homeless. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the uh, this is that sad part of our story. Yeah, where yeah. like we, we, we this is it's all nope. led up to this moment. It's all led up to this moment. Well, that was our and first. That's when I called like, my father to get back together with him. Yeah, 
But I mean that that's sort of been like the the narrative of mm-hmm. being out here. It's like all these big things, and then they you, you know Fizzle there's like out. a disappointment, a disappointment. I mean, you just have you end up getting used to that. Yeah, yeah. it's part of the well, it's you like, just, what's deal. Next? What's you, next? That's what's just that you yeah. just can't. You realize after a couple of times that you can't just sit down and go, well, that didn't work. So right. I hope someone comes and gives me a job or something. Which you have never, to, yeah. You have to get back up and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. And then, and it's not that that those ideas have to go away. Like some of my favorite stories are guys who make movies after they've become famous. Like, yeah, this is a movie I wrote when I was like 25. Right. Like Magic Mike is not a movie that he could have made before him, but now he's like, dude, I'm. I can do whatever I want. I'm gonna make this movie, and people are like, yeah, great, it's awesome, and it makes a bunch of money. It's <laughs> yep, like, right. it's just funny. I mean, you you really, it is about what's next, and it's about okay, that didn't work, but I got to move on and yep. keep going. Otherwise, what is the fucking point? You it, just can't be happy, you know. You just gotta, that's not like, true. That's not true. I think you can find <laughs> happiness in the sense that, like, okay, well, at yeah, least you get out of the business, at least you get married, have kids, and live in Glasshell Park. But you, <laughs> but like, you don't. Some an idea doesn't work out, right? Like you have a pitch meeting, and they say we love it. We're going to give you an answer in August. They call you back in a day and go, no, this sucks. You're done. Well, that would like, be awesome because then we wouldn't have to wait till August. Yeah, we will <laughs> right. wait because like, like waiting is the worst. Yeah, it is right. And That's... we always say our meetings are always amazing. We're always yep. like, if we have kill one more meeting, room. if we have one more meeting that goes fucking amazing, we're going to kill ourselves. Isn't that weird? That that because it's it's doesn't make any sense it goes back to my thing i said a long time ago about all that greatness and then what yeah nothing it's like silence after no that's how the business works unfortunately they only care if other people care at the time that's the thing nobody wants to do anything until somebody does it does it and then everybody wants to do it it's it's very schoolyard and have you guys throughout this whole time are you doing all this stuff through uh sandler's management or not management company through his production companies are you doing stuff on your own a combination of both and how has that relationship evolved over the years um, well, we continue to have um, five relationship or five development deals with Happy Madison, uh, where we would just try. They tried to get us our own show every year. Um, <laughs> it didn't work. Um, but then we started doing stuff on our own, and we ended up getting hired for MTV to write on this animated show called Good Vibes. I remember that, which yeah. we fucking loved. It was the greatest job ever. And then nobody hired us, and we were like. If no one's going to hire us, we're going to try to start writing our own shows. Mm-hmm. And we did, and we started selling stuff. Because every I, time we would work on something, everyone, when it would end, because yeah. everything ends, <laughs> would go on to keep working and working and working. Yeah. And we would, no one would hire us. Like, we were the only people. Even when we started in our own pilot, everybody else went on to work on every the cameraman, and Every cameraman, every... Our phone was, like, dead. So we were, we... I mean, still to this day, we have awful. to do our write our own stuff because nobody's going to hire us for anything else. We have to. We're too ugly. The industry has spoken. Yeah, we're too ugly. It, industry as in Nicholson? Yeah. yeah. Come on. That's how you refer and to the industry? Was... Nicholson spoke an again, o- guys. An old man cokehead doesn't find you attractive. <laughs> oh, no. If you're listening, Jack. Um, <laughs> I think the last time I ran into you guys, you were working on a not even a pilot. Maybe it was a pilot, but you did something. Yep, yeah. you did something for. Uh, you were doing something with TV Land, right? Yeah. I ran into you guys at a coffee shop or something. I can't TV Land's good. Right? I was there collecting trophies uh, for children, and you guys were there succeeding. In oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh right, we were writing. <laughs> it was writing. a dream. Uh, but that, and that was uh, another show loosely based on your lives or something like that. Uh, I can't yeah, remember. we okay. originally sh- sold a show that we came up with, and then we had a meeting with the president who happened to be in town. Blah blah blah. President blah, blah. Barack Obama. Yes. <laughs> With the president, Barack Obama. He loves TV land. <laughs> Hot in Cleveland is his favorite show. 
Yeah, so um, we met with the president of uh, TV Land, and he <laughs> show business. <laughs> show business, and he loved Julie and I, and he was like, "Wait, let's just do a show about you guys." So we wrote a whole different pilot. Okay, and it was a total dream, and it was amazing, and they didn't pick it up. Yeah, again, that that weird so thing. So S my D. That means super. I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super dicky. And that was a couple years ago. That was a couple years ago. So, what have you guys been doing as of recently? Like, what's, uh, where, 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 where are you catapulting to next? Guess by the what way, we're doing right now. Yep. Uh, letting, the Hollywood tell Anonymous tell podcast. Tell guess what we're doing right now. Uh, letting me read your guys' really funny script. Yeah. And. Which I already What? Read. Tell us. Writing a script for ABC. A- and, yeah. Uh, a- ABC, you said? Yeah. yeah. What's it for? A top secret. Oh, you uh, can't say. I'm a uh, comedy. About Sit Barack down. Obama, the President of the United States, that they've been hanging out with watching TV Land together. Awesome. What are you talking about? Congratulations. That's great. Thank How long has that been going sale. on? We just sold it a couple weeks ago. Oh, your show? A different show. A different a new show. one we came a up new with. A new one that we're going to. Are you guys. So, we about to write it now. Yeah. Are, will you also be in it? Like, is that, is no, that the end? Too ugly. Too ugly. Wait a minute. So, Jack Nicholson is starring in this one, too? <laughs> yes. Yes. This is your. A, you guys got to stop writing him into all your scripts so that he can deny you your stage. Your, he your wants to do time. a series on ABC. Don't <laughs> <laughs> blame him. Who doesn't? Hey, give me those two ugly girls. Have them write something for me. But they will not flank me in this show. Like, I, like I will Jack never Nicholson be flanked. only thinks only two women in Hollywood are ugly, and it's you two. Like, be your, everyone be else is a model. Get those two ugly broads in there. <laughs> The Dan and Julia, the, yeah, the ugly yeah, ones. You yeah, heard me. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Unflankable. <laughs> I want those two. Don't flank on me. <laughs> Don't flank on. Um, that's well, ama- that's awesome. You guys it have really a, a much bigger story too, like longer story to tell. I'm sure, and we feel bad that we have to kind of wind it down because we're ugly. <laughs> Yeah, the podcast, we don't like ugly people on the this show. This just it's... in. Uh, hashtag, get Ooh. those unflankers off your show. Yeah. Every, everyone's sort of grossed out. Because a lot of like the podcast listeners, they go, they look at stills of me and Brian while they listen. And, and then sometimes of our guests. So... No. Ew, you, I'm listening. I'm, John petered out. Yeah, you, you want to take a naked out. picture of us. What? No. I... Liar, that's what you were saying. Oh. I see. Here we go. <laughs> well, it was good having you guys. I can I I will can I say something? One that, yeah. that that's exciting news. What I what I've always liked about you guys though is um you're never <laughs> You're uh, so abnormally queer. In the, you guys are weirdos. And we're all weirdos. So just take that part out of it. But but what I like about the fact is, I've, I, you, when you're in the comedy world and you run into people, it's usually when you get together, it always so quickly goes to the negative and bitching about how things aren't going your way. It's never like that with you guys. I love the fact that you guys are giggly. And you're goofy, and you're happy. I'd like to point out that this is <laughs> all out in the open and behind Yay! closed doors. None Yay! of this is real. Chase me, chase me. Well, fine. All I'm saying is then I appreciate your public persona. Just when I see you. How about that? Yeah. I'm taking all. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck that. You guys are to Get the fuck out of here. Easy. Should I have said that instead? Ah. John's um, like, stop with the cra- stop being nice. Well, chase me. I don't, <laughs> Giggle, giggle. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It's cool. It's refreshing. My boob popped out. <laughs> dribble, dribble. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, good luck on the ABC thing. What's Thank do we you. have a name? Should we tell people what to look for? Well, this just happened, right? So this is fresh. This we have take... a name, but we don't know if they're going to use it. It's okay. fresh, like pH. It's for w- women of a certain age in Chicago. And you is it, that it, what it's it, called? No. <laughs> so let's finish up this way. Developing something like this takes a little while too. It could take upwards of six months. It could take a year to kind of get where you want it to go, right? So this is not something that can happen overnight. Well, no, or, I mean for... or did you give yourself the short? Or you have the short window where you can. No, I mean for networks, they're on a schedule. They have to have the pilot done by. So we're uh, looking the end at the this. Year and then so the... 
shooting it in 2017 during pilot season. Is yeah. that kind of the plan? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. So within six to eight months, it's hopefully being made and deciding on whether or not oh, it's over. And yeah. you need red bearded guys with washboard abs? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And okay. one ball. <laughs> You're never going to live that down. I don't yeah. have to. It's going to okay. get me work. <laughs> okay. Turns out. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Maybe we'll have you back after your uh, ABC show airs. Yeah, this has been a dream. <laughs> Lovins, you, you guys. You have terrible dreams. Sorry about those dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a sexual dream. <laughs> thanks, thanks for Even listening, worse. everybody. Uh, I apologize <laughs> to my mom. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 